Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider, and you're listening to the 50th Church Mag Podcast. This is my problem with discussion, which is that back in the day, it made sense because people online were type A nerd people like myself who abided by the rules. How long do you go on curating and approving and deleting this spam? Even when it's text in front of you that you could just simply take two more seconds to read. Active listening when you're talking to someone, you don't have to sit there and listen because you're already processing in your mind. The internet's so different and we still mess it up. This week's podcast is brought to you by Discussions.Church, a forum from the makers of ChurchStageDesignIdeas.com and Sunday Magazine for creative church workers to discuss things that matter to them. This week, we talk about the importance of listening and giving tech advice. But first, an interview with Jonathan Malm about the very cool Discussions.Church. Yeah, well, I'm starting it kind of, kind of a little bit um, more specific, a little bit of stage design stuff. Um, a little bit of graphic design stuff, a little bit of communication stuff. My goal is to kind of create an, a communication sphere that wasn't really available on, on church stage design ideas or sundaymag.tv. Um, I think a lot of people have kind of been wanting to talk about some of these things that we bring up on the sites, but there's not really a place to do that. Um, you know, there are plenty of forums, there are plenty of Facebook groups, um, but there's not kind of a, a place for this sort of stream of people that tend to follow these sites. So. Um, my, my hope is obviously not to add more you know, clutter to the mix. Uh, my hope is to actually get good quality communication and good quality questions and answers. Uh, we've already kind of initially opened it up just to some, a few people kind of invite only uh, to see if we can get some really good quality people on board. Um, and my, my goal is to keep just kind of the level of conversation high. Right, right. I, I think, like you said, there are a lot of places like that. There's uh, Google Plus groups, there's Facebook groups, there's you know Twitter hashtags, and, and this isn't to aim. You're not aiming to replace any of those, as much no. as create a, uh, a a nice tight ecosphere, which I think naturally is where the the the, the internet is. The direction the pendulum is beginning to swing back to, you know, you had that where everyone was flocking to main hubs like Facebook, and then it becomes so permeated with information and, and and people that then now people are more interested in niche networks. So I could definitely see discussions.church being that place for uh, church creatives and church tech. Yeah, definitely. I think the goal, um, my hope is that I'll be able to do this is kind of have some moderators. They can kind of shut down discussions that are just not relevant anymore, which I think is one of the the risks when you have a forum is you just have a bunch of junk information that's you know three years outdated. Um, so yeah, the goal is to keep it very very relevant, but still a resource for people. Hey, I, I, you know I'm curious about this, and um, you can actually kind of, if nothing else, just see the conversation. I think that's sort of some of the detriment to um, you know to Facebook groups that are that are private. Is you have a great conversation, and man, people could could benefit from this, but they just can't see it. Right. Um, same thing with Twitter. You know, some people just don't know that the Twitter hashtag is available. It's not always reliable. Sometimes the tweets disappear. <laughs> so this is my goal to kind of just have a, a, a conversation space that's a little bit you know a little bit tighter. Right. Right. So if someone's interested in checking it out or becoming part of the group, what happens? What do you do when you go to discussions at church? Yeah, right now you can you can apply for membership, uh, uh, and that will just send us an email, and we'll approve you or uh, disapprove you. Just kind of, we'll probably approve you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the goal, obviously, again, is to keep good quality content, um, 
keep people who are actually discussing stuff like this, not people who are willing to sell Viagra to you. So that's the goal. Awesome goal. All right, everybody, check it out. Discussions.church. You going to have some great discussions about church tech and creative stuff. Jonathan, <laughs> thanks, man. Let's, hope, let's try to make this thing a success. You know, when, when Jonathan launched this, he didn't want it to be a Facebook page because there's, there's other groups like that that have become stagnant or so full of people there's no value left in it. I know Google, I know Google Plus pages, and maybe we're starting the podcast right now and we don't even know it. I know there's some Google Plus pages that were initially had a lot of activity and interesting discussion and people getting their problems troubleshooted, and eventually they become either stagnant, they die, or they just become overwhelmed with spamming. And I think Jonathan's hoping that he can... He can curate this a little bit and maybe keep keep um, keep it managed well. And discussions church could actually become a worthwhile resource for people. I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. And while I think that a lot of the web is becoming more niche, where you don't have like just Facebook being the mega mall where all people gather, where you start having more niche social media groups and stuff like that, maybe something like discussions church and maybe things like forums from back in the day. Maybe those. Maybe we're going to see a little bit of a return of that as people, you know, want smaller groups or is it that these new kind of things like discussions church work because it's new and it isn't jammed full of old information dated information and a bunch of garbage so then it actually works at first and then it just over time and it gets used for a long time it becomes dead i don't know what what, what do you guys think about that is something like discussions church is this something that you think could work will it work how should it work let me hear what you guys think i think for me the tough part about something like this is it probably will work a lot like facebook groups will keep away people that don't have Facebook accounts, but then again the negative side is it will keep away people that don't have Facebook accounts and I know I have the church tech group on Google Plus and it's a very similar thing of it's a very curated place because Google Plus doesn't have a ton of people that have bought into the ecosystem. The people are there have great discussions um, but it kind of just takes a while to get people into that because Nobody else is there, and so you kind of have to point people saying, hey, look over here, look over here. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm subscribed to that, so every time someone posts a message, I get it. And um, I almost left it originally because th- there was so there was so much being posted all the time, it was becoming a, a inbox logjam for me. But now it's, it's a lot less active, and there's only like a message every couple days max. Sometimes people are sharing an article, which they're, sometimes they're spamming, sometimes it's interesting. Um, rarely is is spamming. I will say that this is probably one of the best groups I've ever I've ever followed, and that's why I haven't left it. And I allow those notifications to come in. And every once in a while, probably about every three to six months, someone asks a question that I can full fully address the question and know full well that I'm giving full sound advice on because you know it's it's something really specific that I that I know about or I've experienced. So in, in that sense, I've I've enjoyed it because it hasn't been really really busy. But I think the key has been that the notifications come in my inbox so i'm getting i'm getting flagged about it and um you know if, if jonathan can set that up for discussions.church i could see that potentially working if it if you have to go there to go look around to see what kind of questions are there are i don't know is that that that's that's going to work i think that that's the big thing is do you go towards where your audience is or do you try to stay back and try to make something unique where you can control and modify and engage well and it's a it's always kind of a debate on what would be best. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Phil? You know, I'm just I'm torn because I have a fond I have a fondness for discussion boards. Um, 
But okay, I I was okay. saying that's a little weird, but go okay, ahead. okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, back up, back up, there, Sunny Boy. I got <laughs> I, I got online. Um, I got online in 1998, and uh, I was uh, using AOL, and AOL had built built-in discussion boards, and I was all over that, um, debating, arguing. I was um, I was an internet troll before there were internet trolls, and. Um, <laughs> You are you the internet grandfather troll? Yes, all those trolls out there—they got nothing on me. I was I was banging Bibles over people's heads and, and shouting King James scripture like nobody knows. Anyway, um, but then I, I was a, a huge fan of the band Five Iron Frenzy, and they had a they had a discussion board on the website, and it was it was funny. The discussion board actually outlived the band, and I think it's it's still online. I don't have an account anymore. The, the, the website is still there. Um, in fact, actually, uh, somebody on the discussion board was making um, rugby shirts for people who went to you know, buy. I bought one, and they were for the, us to wear to the final show, which I went to in Colorado. And it said, uh, I think frenzyboard.net or frenzyboard.com, we're not, we're not dead yet. And it was a joke because the band was quitting, but we weren't. And uh, it was just, it was a really great community. It was very cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I'm also now in some Facebook groups and they're not as helpful. Like I'm in a group, I won't say who, but I'm in a group started by a famous author and it's a group for people who are supposed to be doing something together in community. And every day I see like at least two or three posts for, okay, this is not really about what we're doing here, but, and I'm like, then don't post it here, loser. Go find some real friends who want to hear about your crap. I don't want to hear about your crap. We're here. On, we're here on point, son. So get so, so beat it. And so that's just to me. That's the problem. Yeah, because it, wear, cause it wears you out for a while. It wears you it out. Does. So oh, you're, I'm, you're getting, I'm debating getting, quitting yeah. this group because I never get anything useful out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, and there's probably is useful things being shared, but because the nature of of, of time and, and human bandwidth, I don't see those things. And they're, they're being drowned out by the stupid stuff. Because, and so to me, that's my problem with discussion groups is that back in the day, it made sense because people online were type A nerd people like myself who abided by the rules because the rules give us life. And the people who are online now are soccer moms. So like, okay, we're not on topic here, but blah, blah, blah. That's a joke to soccer moms. No offense to you soccer moms out there. But uh, that's kind of what it, what it is. It's people who aren't. Who, don't, who aren't like, well, and the system says this, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about this instead. And we will all just kind of wink and nod and we'll all be okay with it. No, you're, you're messing up the group. Right. Now, Jeremy, are you still facilitating that the Church Tech uh, Google Plus group that you had started many years ago? I say many only because we're talking Internet years. I am. And I would say that every, every three to four days, I'm deleting about 20 posts. Are you serious? That are spam. Yeah. Wow. People love to spam. So, so it's because of your curation that I don't get all kinds of crap in my inbox. Google Plus is helpful because Google Plus monitors how you're posting. And if you go to 10 different groups and post the same link within like a four or five minute period, they will flag it automatically as spam. And so it doesn't show up on the front end. And I just go in and click it once very easily. But there are occasionally stuff um, and it's well-intentioned stuff. I know that um, Fellowship Warren went on there and posted a couple different things to only our group. And they were saying, hey, look at this great resource. And it was self-promoting. And in the rules, it says, don't self-promote. And so I just deleted the thing, gave them, let them know what was going on. 
Um, but yeah, and people get very, very upset when you delete their self promotions as they are breaking the group rules. I've had some very hostile people towards me saying, how could you do this? This is for the kingdom. What, what's your problem? Why are you holding back the gospel? And I'm like, mm, no, that's not how this works. This is for the kingdom. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is right? for your kingdom tool. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Wow. So, I mean, okay, so you are facilitating this group. That's So that is the key. That has been the key to that Google Plus uh, group. I didn't know that. So as I was praising it, I had no idea that you were back there curating the thing. So clearly, curation is an important part of a successful group. So then that brings the second question as far as sustainability. Okay, you know how, how long do you go on, you know, curating and and approving and deleting the, the this spam? You know how long can you how long do you do that before you're tired and either just quit doing it all together and leave yourself or turn it over to somebody? I mean, you know. Uh, there's that to, to take in consideration as well. Right. And I think it's helpful that people are still making it useful for each other. They're still supporting each other. So it helps. It's not like I'm just sitting here deleting all the trolls and it's really frustrating. So I think that that helps a lot. So as long as discussions.church, as long as they're able to curate and, and keep that kind of stuff out, I mean, it, it has the potential of being being helpful and a real a real cool place for people to get ideas about uh, uh, stage designs and some of the different different categories that that discussions church is is uh, is covering website designs uh, stage brainstorming stuff like that as as long as as it's curated and it's monitored and the people that are part of the group um, actually have some some solid answers. Because one, one thing that I found as my experience with the Church Tech Google Plus group is that, you know, someone will pose a question, and this is for good or bad, and I'll see some of the answers, and I'm like, ah, well, that's probably not that's probably not a really great answer, you know. And so I put mine in, and that may be personal preference as well, because sometimes I'll see multiple answers, including my own, and be like, well, all these are viable solutions and they just need to pick which which one they think is best or which one they think you know sounds good to them because there is you know more than one way to do lots of things right um and so you know as long as you're ensuring that that uh you know as long as you have people that that are knowledgeable answering the questions and as long as those those questions are or those answers are curated as well as the questions are curated then you can have a successful group um i guess only time will tell and really Really, everything you are saying right now is why I wrote by the numbers. In fact, Church Tech Group was the reason I wrote it. It, it obviously spanned beyond the group's page, but I was talking all about the idea of wanting to not have people give their own personal experience, but instead give the best experience or best advice for the person. And someone would say, how do I live stream? And they say, well, here's what I do. Here's what I do. Here's what I do. And in many ways that was unhelpful. Um, not to say that the people didn't have good intentions, but it just was, here's what I do. I have a huge church budget. Here's what I do. Everything's free and it takes a long time. And I have to dedicate a lot of resources to this. And the person sitting here like saying, Here's what I need. I almost always follow up with a clarifying question just to help the discussion move forward of, so what is your expectations as far as budget? And a lot mm-hmm. of times that gets yeah. ignored. No, that, that, that is and huge. people just offer their two cents. I've seen that as well, following some of the discussions on the Google Plus uh, groups where that was a huge thing. I would see some solutions and they're like, whoa, yeah, I checked that link out. We can't afford that. Or um, uh, we have a post on Church Mag that just asks the simple question, how do you stream? And that blog post has... 
well over 100 comments, and we still get new comments on it every few weeks of people weighing in. They're either saying what they're, how they are streaming, or they reply to somebody else asking them, hey, can you tell me more about the solution that you're using? And the solutions are so, like, the depth is so wide. I mean, to say that there's only one way to stream is just that, I mean, that's just crazy. And budget is huge, too. Um, my pastor asked, you know, how do we get our streaming to look like this? And he gave me the example. And I'm like, well, that starts at 100 and goes up to 1,000 a month. And he's like, wow, we're only paying 30 or 40 bucks a month. You know, that's just, that's just out of our price range. And so it, it is so key to understand, you know, what you want to do and what you can afford. And there are a lot of variables. Um, so, yeah. And, and can you just imagine if I were to say, hey, how do I do social media well? Um, I think that a lot of people have their own expectations, but it just so much factors into this. And there's no real set standard out there. I think for worship music, for um, trying to be able to do the audio stuff well, the presentation stuff well on the church board, the social media, the the email, all these different things. There is no set standard. And I think that the church falls behind in how they are trying to do church technology as opposed to how business does. Because business has pretty defined set standards. If you are making this kind of income and have these kind of financial resources, you can do this. And this is really the kind of goal. The church, it's like, well, we have the budget to do that, but we're going to take two steps down and try to do it very cheaply. Or we have a lot of people that can kind of make up for the F, the the lack of resources that we can put that effort in. And I think that a lot of times we're trying to use the example of being good stewards for our money and and holding back. And then we give that advice to other people and say, this is what's working for us because we are putting in 100 extra hours that we shouldn't be. And I think that that's where... Some of the times forums just break down big time. Well, an interesting example, um, if you don't mind me using you as an example, Phil. Phil asked in the uh, Slack back channel on Church Mag, guys, what are some good web hosts? And that's like a can of worms because if you Google any web host, any web host, you will find the most nastiest reviews and you will find the most praiseworthy reviews. Um, and I've had my, I've either had excellent experience or really bad experience with web hosts. And I have friends who have, who have had like the direct opposite, like my bad experience was their good experience, et cetera. Right. And so to, to say, well, it's like, it's like, uh, us were like me with MacBooks and Jim with MacBooks. Yeah. That's a good example too. Both of you, and Mac, I've never had a problem with the MacBook breaking down and I hear Jeremy's horror stories, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't buy another Mac again either. Right. And so, uh, that, that's a great example. And, and then we begin to talk about what we thought our best hosts were, right? Like my favorite WP engine is what church mag and lots of other stuff that I do. That's what they run on. Right. Uh, you know, and again, this is like specific for WordPress hosts. It's it's not just hosting in general. My second choice is something like Media Temple. Casey likes uh, Flywheel, um, which is good too. There's, you know, Site 5, they're, they're good. I've had horrible experience with them, but I have friends that love them to death. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I gave that as a recommendation for Phil to check out. In the end, Phil realized that he was probably in the best place that he could be with a host that I would never personally use, right? Oh, um, hey, that makes you feel confident. Thanks, boss. No, no. Well, it, it is, that's, in, that's, in because, that's because different needs, though. Right. That's different needs. Go ahead that's different needs. Maverick, uh, you know, uh, no one recommends this to a host hosting site. Go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> no, but he's right. I think, that, I think that the expectation of what you experience 
has very little, if anything, to do with what you should be able to get. And I think that that's the key. And really, if I want to pull out my counselor voice, it's, are you truly listening to what they want? Or did you hear what's the best toasting site? And I'm trying to say everything behind. And you start to just say, here's a solution. Here's a solution. Here's a solution. And you're not actively listening in the process. Jeremy, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. That was where I was going to go next, is that I think that more than anything else, it's a conversation about how little we listen to people. Even when it's text in front of you that you could just simply take two more seconds to read. Active listening when you're talking to someone, you don't have to sit there and listen because you're already processing in your mind. The Internet's so different and we still mess it up. Or, or to okay. ask more questions. I, I didn't hear anything you said, Jeremy, because <laughs> your 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 microphone cord like, it connected to one more area of the port, and your voice just slammed in my oh, ears. <laughs> You're already passionate. I was just cracking up because Je- Jeremy went full on counselor rant. It was just boom. It is. It's full on counselor. You will rant. hear me. You will validate me. <laughs> no, I don't care about the validation. <laughs> <laughs> I care about people that just simply don't care about right. others. I think that that's, if you want to get really specific, it's, I don't really care about your situation. So I hope I can be important to you, even though it comes across as I'm, I'm trying to help. Right. And, and as far as Phil's question on the back channel about hosting, it, it would have been more helpful had there been more inquisition and more questions asked. It, th- this happens sometimes when people uh, approach Church Mag about advertising and they want to know how much it costs. My first question is usually, well, what's your budget? You know, if I know what your budget is, I can really help you out and get you the most for the money, and and everything can be far more awesome. And and the same thing was with Phil. It should have been asked, Phil, what is your budget? Because that that was really the bottom line. There, he was he he wanted to save money and understanding his budget and and everything. It would have been it would have been a lot quicker and more uh, a simple answer, and that would be stay where you're at. Well, and that too, I think, is also like we're, we're attacking people who aren't listening. Let's also talk to folks who don't communicate well, because this is an issue I have, is that I know the particulars of my head, and I think for some reason, sometimes I get this idea in my head that I'll get a better answer if I don't limit people I'm asking questions to. So like, I'm going to ask you a very vague question and get your raw answer. And then when you answer and I'm entitled to respond to your answer, I have to go backwards and say, well, actually, that won't work because I didn't tell you the increased criteria. And I'm beginning to realize, no, state up front, here's what I'm wondering about, given these parameters. And I think that's where the person who's communicating in the first place needs to be more clear. And sometimes they are clear. People aren't listening. But occasionally there's those little little key things that are left out. And I think that that's an issue, too. But there's also the problem of they're asking for a reason and they might not know that they need to be asking those things as far as budget. Well, they might think that all there is out there is free. That's, that's true, too. And, and how much of it is pride? Like, as somebody who's answered who's answered questions before, like, how much, how much is it mm-hmm. pride? Like, I hope they pick my answer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or I hope they don't. Or I hope they click on my affiliate link. I can finally be the guru that I see everybody else being because they chose me instead of you. Yeah, absolutely. We got mean real quick towards our forum people. <laughs> Just whatever you do, don't respond to our emails and our church mag newsletter because we'll get nasty. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, well, we'll see, we'll see how discussions that church. I mean, you know, we've outlined some things here that would are, are key, um, not only for uh, church uh, discussions that church to be successful, but for any group to be successful, or even if you're just emailing a friend for some advice, you know, to, to really 
to have open dialogue um, with each other. And I think that this has real world application of if you are a person in church technology and your pastor asks you a question, think and listen before you start offering solutions. And if he says, hey, can we do this for free? then maybe you need to have a conversation of why do you want to do this for free whenever the best solution is not free and to be able to step up and just ask those questions with them. Or the, or the best solution for yourself. Like yeah. when you're proposing a solution to a pastor or a board, you know, it's always a, a good rule of thumb to have three choices and, and pick like the, the primary most amazing solution, the solution that would really probably fit best, and then like the bare bottom minimal viability option and then present those and really go over it so people can see the broad range and the and, and the spectrum and really get a full understanding of what's going on so that you can make that that best uh, choice. I, I think I think too there's there's a component to this guys that it, it, like Jeremy you're you're curating with your with your group you know I think that and I'm sure that Jonathan's going to do the same thing on discussions on church and I'm going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be trolling that place probably pretty crazy later on today um, <laughs> but uh, I I think that the part of this too is it, it, it sounds like at the core of it in some in some aspects on on one end of it is this idea of like we have to be like the big people you know like we want to be better but we want to be better on our terms and there's there's an opportunity cost. If you want to stream better, it's going to cost you more money. It's going to cost you more man hours to get to do uh, different camera setups, that kind of thing. It it's this is something my pastor said the other day. Um, someone mentioned streaming to us. He said, "Look, we want to definitely get into that, but there are some other uh, technical areas we've got to find excellence in first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's just. Getting to understanding what are your priorities are, what, what what are your priorities as far as like what you want to do, and then what are your necessities as like what, what do you have to do first before you can get to the priorities that might be more fun and exciting. You know, you might have a soundboard; it might be a great soundboard, but are you using it right? Because if you're not using it right, you won't use streaming right either. Yeah, you know that that's one thing that Jonathan has talked about before, and why so many of his books are really about theory and not a how-to. Because he he really sees it as teaching people to do best with what they have for their church, and that's going to look different from congregation to congregation and church to church. What works for one may not work for the other. So if if you teach and talk about fundamentals and then apply it to your church and your um, unique body that you're serving, it's going to look different. But if you have those fundamentals, you're going to have a success, just like you said about, you know, you, you want to stream, well, does it is it going to sound good? Well, if you're following fundamentals, it will sound good. And I think that also there is something to be said for, you need to ask those questions you need to ask for help because you might be able to do something amazing and if you don't ask then what's the point of even um, thinking about long-term visions eric you know i love to bring up ideas to you and if it wasn't for the fact that i didn't have those ideas half of the stuff on church mag that i do wouldn't exist i wouldn't have ebooks we wouldn't have the minecraft server we wouldn't be doing the video blogs i wouldn't at least on my end and i think that asking those questions is very helpful for me in that process but then on the other hand having the people that say nope not gonna work and eric you've never done that for me but um I think that sometimes it doesn't need to happen, and sometimes it does. Um, you've been very cautious. You've, there's been several times where you said, no, we're not doing the Minecraft server. Well, let's wait and see. And then I bullied you into it. But I think that there. I think that when you can say no to people because it's justified, you can help facilitate growth within your church. And you need to have, in, in many ways, 
bleep this out if you want, but you need to have the balls to do right. it. And, you know, so, sometimes that's that's what it takes. You know, if, if you are told no or you push back, you can really see how much somebody wants something. Or if you bring up an objection, I don't really want to do it because of this, then if they have a pushback then you're good to go. And that's why a number of things that you've proposed we've done on Church Mag because you had, you know, I had a little bit of pushback. You had a lot of pushback that just couldn't be argued with, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it was it was productive. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that as and I, I've talked about this before in Church Mag, and that is the fact that let's be honest, as far as church text goes, as far as church texts go, we think we know everything. And we know it all. Yeah, we know how exactly Great how to do stuff. it. And it can't be done any other way. I don't know how many I don't know how many church mag articles we have done to feature uh, a new product, right? That would be a great solution for a lot of churches, either churches that don't have a t- tech person or maybe do, but it, you know, they don't have the time and the resources. And so spending a little bit of extra money to have this really cool um, app or service to make it easy and to do it well, you know, it's well worth the money. Then we get trolled. I, I, I shouldn't use troll because they're not really, they're not really trolling. We've had comments from readers. They're saying, oh, but you can do it for free if you do this and you connect it to this and, you, and you know, this like big convoluted thing. And you can do it for free. This product's stupid, and it's like. And they're probably they're probably right that you can do it that way, and there probably be be a solution for them, but it won't be the best solution because they haven't listened to what they need. Right. Right. And so you know, uh, I think it's even you know, I think when you build that dynamic into church tech, right, or or even church creativity, because creators can be that way too. Like, oh, dude, that's lame. Why? Because you didn't think of it? <laughs> Guys, it really basically comes down to everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to feel important. And we really just kind of need to listen and to challenge each other, but also to be able to accept when something is not the case. Is that what you heard? Because what I heard was, I know everything. <laughs> I, I think, I think, too, guys. I think, I think Eric's coming about pride and the answer, like, yeah. oh no, you don't, you don't need this. This free service can do all that stuff. That's a huge part of it. Is is the pride of the answer? I, I think too. I, I try to write. I try to write posts. Try to write posts for churches like mine or churches that were that were my church fifteen years ago, back when we were really small and 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 we're just moving out into new technical areas. Mm-hmm. And I try to think of okay, what's a free or easy service or a service that starts out free and you can quick, you can pay a little bit of money and get, get a better version of it. You know, as you as baby steps. You know, what's one of those baby step services? And I feel like some people. Uh, and I'm this way sometimes. Uh, I'm definitely this way about Max. Like, no, always pay for the best thing or always go top dollar. And then other people like, no, never pay for what you can get for free. It's good enough. And I think there needs to be a, a louder, in, in many areas of life, there needs to be a louder middle that says, no, guys, find what works best. Be pragmatic. Find what works best for your church, for your budget, your experience load, and go with that. And I do that, but here's the the problem with that. People don't care. They will say, oh, no, you're wrong, and then they leave the discussion. And you're like, no, I'm trying to help everybody in this situation, and like they they, they just check out. But I'm not I worried mean, about those people. I'm worried about the the sound guy who's now being asked to do a podcast mm-hmm. I wanna have, who has no idea what he's doing. I want to help that guy because sure. you know? he wants to learn. I'm not worried about the trolls who are so self-righteous and so smug that they know all the answers. Forget those people, you know, you know, we don't want your page views. Actually we do. Never mind. But you know, you know, it's like, 
Those people aren't going to learn anyway. I don't, I don't need them in the discussion. I, I mean, think about the them. think about the post that I just recently did about should you tweet scripture. I had some very very mean comments on that whenever I asked that question, both on the social media side of things and on the blog. And just just think about that. I mean, I was simply asking a question because I was unsure. It wasn't a uh, scripture is terrible and you should never share it. It was. I want I want to be able to serve the church the best I can, and people are like, "How horrible are you that you would never tweet scripture?" <laughs> and I'm like, "How horrible are you that you didn't listen to what I was asking and want to help me?" And it, as a youth pastor, and sitting with teenagers and them saying, "I'm scared, I'm worried, I don't like that my parents fight," and they say that to me, and I go to a parent and they just bash me. It it just drives me up the wall that people cannot listen and help serve the church. And in many ways, I will go here. I think that. God frowns upon them, and in many ways, they lose a little bit of their jewels in heaven whenever they do that because they're not helping people. They're wanting to get help. I've invested my jewels in heaven in a money market account. They're pretty safe. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I, 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 Jeremy, listening is, is a huge component of this. You're yeah. totally right. And I think that so many people um, are just – they. They, we, I, I, this might be going, might be stretching the topic too far, but so many areas of, of the church, we have um, confused cultural or practical solutions or, or, or adaptations with biblical things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hold to them too tightly. And this might be a little bit more than, it might not be how, how, how the tech people see it, but I think it's that attitude, that mindset that pervades other areas of life. You know, well, this work, solution works for us, so it should work for everyone. You know, and that's just, that's not how it goes. And I think that it's a, it's a deeper thing than just technology. It's an attitude. It's a, it's a, it's a cultural thing that we've got in the church where we, we need you, we need uniformity and and that's not it. We need, we need solidarity and we need a uniform, a uniform mission with a diverse method. And I don't know. It's just frustrating. I I wrote a post, and I won't, I won't name it, but I wrote a post a while back about a, a free NEC service, and someone got on there and said, well, this is a terrible solution. I'm like, well, for you, and honestly, for me, it's a terrible solution. But for some people, for people I can picture in my head, it'd be a great solution for them. It'd be the you saving know? grace for them, yeah. Yeah. You And you handled that very well. And I will say that when Phil proposed that idea to me, to write a post on that was basically my first thing i was like well what's what's your maybe i just ask what your angle was maybe i slammed it first i don't remember how the conversation you, I mean, you said you slammed it first i quoted you in the post yeah I, like, that's, that's right that's terrible for this high tech thing you go yeah but the people i'm thinking of wouldn't give a crap yeah about that. yeah see phil no. see i i pushed back and i said no and then Phil said, well, what about this, right? We had open dialogue. You know, I said no. And, and that's how, how we have it on the back channel of Church Mag. You know, we're pretty to the point on stuff. And then Phil, you know, without any hesitation was like, yeah, well, what about the churches that are, that are, that are small or, you know, this, this or this? And it was like, oh, well, go right ahead. Write it. You're absolutely right. You were absolutely right. And so when you got that pushback, uh, when you got that negative comment, um, I just kind of I kind of rolled my eyes because I'm like, oh, well, at least Phil's tackled this question before. <laughs> <laughs> but, there were, but there was respect there. And right, I don't yeah. think that a lot of the Internet has that respect. Right. Because well, he, he, he wasn't trolled. He wasn't trolled. It was just no, a good no, no, point. No, no, no. It, was a, it was a fair comment. It was because your, your comment, Eric, was a fair comment. And I was like, and I think maybe I didn't communicate it pretty well in the piece, but the point was, I'm thinking of like a 55 year old senior pastor who's heard about this thing called the interwebs, you know, <laughs> and, he, and he wants to get on the interwebs and mix it up and, you know, feed the flock. 
And that's great. And that's what we need more of. And so to me, that's like, okay, I'm running to this guy who can barely use a word processor. Okay. I think, but for you, this free system will work great for you. Yeah, you got to be really careful with becoming a, a tech snob. And, you know, um, Casey's been bugging me for a year now to do a how to podcast book because, you know, I'm, I'm recording the podcast, I edit the podcast, all this kind of stuff. And I haven't done it yet. And the reason is because the way I do it is not how somebody who wants to get into podcasting would do it. Because I'm, 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 coming from, I'm coming from a perspective with 20 years of audio production experience, right? And so I'm approaching this from a completely different angle. So if, if I'm going to put something like that together, who's someone, who, who's someone who's being introduced to it, then I need to you know, install a completely separate different kinds of tools, do a rig completely different if I'm going to really cover that. Because, because where was I going with this? Oh, because the, the solution... Of somebody buying an ebook on how to do a podcast, they're they're going to need that different approach, that that more uh, that beginner approach, right? I, I think for me, the the other takeaway with this is if you did that for me, and I had never gotten into podcasting, and I tried it, and it didn't work for me because I was going trying to go next level before I went first level, that would be really discouraging for me. And I think that there's something to be said for. Um, you have an excellence that you've achieved and that's amazing. And, and yet that's not where I'm at and that's not where I should be. And to give kind of generic advice is, is difficult because there's so many different situations for someone to be in that, that do we want to really kind of just decapitate their ability to be productive before they even try. And I think that that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. And I, I think to sum it all up, it's, it's what you said earlier, Jeremy, and that is we, the, the first thing that needs to be done with the discussions, whether it be um, discussions.church, whether it be a Facebook group, whether it be a Google Plus group, whatever the case may be, whether it be a direct one-on-one communication, and that is we need to really listen and understand the needs of the person asking the question before we have forthcoming advice. And I think that that's why Church Mag works so well, because there's a lot of people on there within the back channel that just simply care. And I think for me, that's a huge thing of why our Slack conversations get so silly, get so fun, and get so energizing, because I feel like I could share my deep, darkest secrets. I could also... Um, just simply rant and be okay with it. I, I feel like I can rant on this podcast because you guys are willing to give me the time of day on that thing. And I think that that's huge for me. That is it for this week's podcast. If you have a comment or question, feel free to drop me an email or hit us up on Twitter at ChurchMag. Also, if you could please leave us an iTunes rating. And if you leave us a review, I think something awesome will happen. Until next week. So again... Oh, can you oh did we lose him? I think we did. Man, Hello. you guys lost me? Eric. Oh, I'm back. Okay, I was talking the whole time, dang it. There okay. you are. I, am I really back? <laughs> okay. Are you, okay, you, get, are, are you, got, you guys are joking on me, aren't you? <laughs> you guys are joking on me, because I'm talking about recording a podcast, so you guys pretend that you can't hear me. <laughs> Okay, because I know that you guys can talk on Slack directly to each other no, without no, me knowing no, about it. Totally no, setting me, me up. It's me. Do I, come I tell you up what, that witty, Eric's going so, on and on me. about how he has 20 years of experience doing digital audio production, so we're going to pretend that he's screwing it up. <laughs>
<laughs> if only I'm not that. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not. Look, I'm. I'm like getting my files on my USB drive for work. It starts in ten minutes. I'm not. I don't have enough right. uh, mental energy right now to plan such plan execute such a masterful joke. But Jeremy does. Mine's. I'm six a.m. here, so no. Plus, it's me. I don't have the withal to do that. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. That's the boom shakalaka right there, guys. Plus, Phil has to go to work soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to settle with that one.